Coming up, analysis paralysis, TRICARE, and travel nursing. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Military Millionaire Podcast. If you're new here, we have a Facebook group with over 64,000 members, a YouTube channel, and a mastermind called The War Room. The entire goal of this community is to help service members and veterans achieve financial freedom and enjoy the ride along the way too. Born and raised in a small town in Michigan, Stacy joined the Air Force to see the world. After 14 years of living overseas and in multiple states, Stacy moved to Colorado to settle down closer to family. Despite being a critical care nurse for 11 years, her income was nearly cut in half from relocating. In 2018, she found the book Set for Life by Scott Trench and became a devout student, learning as much as she could about real estate investing. Now, since then, Stacey has acquired four duplexes, is a passive investor in syndications, and her love for real estate investing stems from supplementing her salary as a full-time nurse. She's passionate about improving healthcare and advocates for legislation to change the harmful work environment that so many healthcare professionals are forced to tolerate. And she also knows a thing or three about travel nursing that translates well into the midterm rental markets. So without further ado, Stacy Steganga. What's up, Stacy? Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, so before we go back and talk backstory. I like to just jump in with a question right off the bat. Uh, so are there any skills that you learned from being a military nurse that translates well to real estate investing? Ooh, I would say the ability to deal with chaos, <laughs> multiple competing, competing demands. Um, mm. When I was a flight nurse and you're flying all over, you don't know what day it is, you're in t different time zones doing touch and goes on coastals. Um, so just dealing with that and still being able to manage any any type of normal communication is real estate to me. Everybody's vying for your attention, trying to make offers, analyze deals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess dealing with chaos is a, it's a pretty handy skill in the real estate space because there seems to be a lot of chaos. My life is yes. chaos. So, yes. um, you know, it's all good. Keeps um, interesting. <laughs> flight nurse. What is, that sounds like an intense job. Are you, when you say flight nurse, is that like you're on a plane and just kind of on standby in case someone gets sick on the plane? Or is that like, we're going to go to this country and work in a hospital. Then we're going to go to this hospital or country and work in a hospital. Like what does that entail? Yeah. So we would go scoop them from all over. Um, and mm. I say them because I do mean we flew mostly Marines. Um, go figure. Yeah. Prone, prone to injuries. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you mean um, you're not supposed to climb the ladder that's like arched across a stairwell and. Don't fall off of it. That's all we ask. <laughs> don't get caught. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we would just fly to wherever people are. Um, the most random place that I've been is probably Puerto Rico. Um, you just scoop patients up and fly them wherever they need to go. Uh, picked up a ton mm. of patients from like Walter Reed, would fly them to Brooks, uh, the burn center in San Antonio, um, and over to Travis. So sometimes you're flying patients to higher levels of care. Sometimes you're flying them home if they were terminal, um, and allowing the family to pay the respects. So it just depends. But, yeah. um, I, it sounds way more cool than it actually was. Um, the sad thing is that I flew um, from 2014 to 2018, so non-war years. Mm. And um, unfortunately, um, my line of work is more interesting when people have bad injuries. So yeah. um, just had a lot of ACLs, a lot of mental health issues, stuff like that. But um, yeah. I had a cool couple patients, but... Yeah. Nothing, nothing like flight nurses experience during war years. So it's like being a, it's like being a EMT on a helicopter, except you're flying much further distances. Kind of. Yep. All fixed wing. That's cool. Yeah. 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 C-130, C-5, C-17s, all, exactly. all the fun stuff. Cool. Well, look at that. Learn something new every day. And now I'm done for the day. So we can just wrap it up. <laughs> um, all right. So, so backstory, when did you, I mean, I guess tell us a little bit about, uh, 
you know, military and what you do there. And then when did you get into real estate and why? Yeah. So military, I joined straight out of high school when I was 17. Um, so I'm prior enlisted. I've been in 18 years now, um, commissioned right at the halfway point. Um, so more time is an E than a no currently. Um, but yeah, so I just joined to see the world. I did a really good job at that. I PCS eight times in eight years that I was active, got out and um, decided I wanted to be a nurse. So I went to nursing school and thought I was done with the military until I started working in an American ER. I was way more afraid working in an American ER than I ever was in the Middle East on any mm. deployment. Uh, decided I missed my vets and that's when I commissioned, became a flight nurse, went overseas and did some cool stuff. Um, real estate came into the picture because when I was done flying in 2018, I decided to settle closer to my family. Um, and they had all moved to Denver, Colorado when we grew up in Michigan. Um, when I was moving here to Denver, a lot of people told me nurses get paid horribly here. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Why? And they attribute it to the tech industry booming in Denver. But then also from when we'd legalized, there was a ton of people that flew here. Or I'm sorry, moved here um, due to having that additional medical treatment. There are potheads everywhere. Yes. <laughs> um, but here I am. I uh, don't follow rules very well. I was like, oh, that's not going to apply to me. I'll get paid well. I had nine years of critical care, did some really epic stuff in medicine. Um, so I was determined to make it work. And what ultimately happened is I sold my soul for a very unique kind of critical care nursing job here um, that was a lot of stress and a lot of things. And it quickly became apparent to me that it was not sustainable for mm -hmm. my mental health, for a good lifestyle, for anything. Yeah. Um, and so a realtor had randomly mentioned Scott Trench's book in passing. Um, I picked it up on Black Friday in November of 2018 and then went down the rabbit hole. Interesting. That's a good book to start from. I like Scott's book. I still have so the good. image of him as like a CEO riding his bike to, uh, you know, the bigger pockets headquarters. And I'm like, yes, this guy in the cold weather. He was yeah. dedicated. Yeah, he's a, uh, I love Scott. Great. Dude. Yes. Um, okay. So you decide in 2018, you read the book, you go down the rabbit hole. What, uh, tell us about your first deal. What did that look like? When, yeah. like how much later was it and what, you know, all the details, all the juicy. Goodness. Um, so quick shout out to Alex Felice, um, bless oh. his heart. So I met Alex no, very randomly. No. Nobody <laughs> calls that guy out for good things. <laughs> I know. That. I try to keep it the, to a minimum. Part of the show etiquette is only bring up I, Alex to shit talk. Yes. Well, it'll come. <laughs> it'll come. I promise. But um, I met Alex so randomly in 2019. Um, and so long story short is that from 2018, when I read Set for Life, and then October 2020 is when I closed my first deal. Nice. Um, the compliment that I was going to give to Alex is that I was stuck in analysis paralysis horribly. Mm. And I was talking myself out of everything. And it was Alex who so eloquently Sparta kicked me off the cliff and told me, shut up and just do it. So I entered the war room um, so that I could be in conversation. What I found was I was like reading and doing all these things, but nobody in my life was into real estate. And so I felt like I kept getting out of touch with it or I'd learn a bunch, binge it and then like forget about it. Um, so to keep in that consistent practice, I joined the war room. He had a real hard sit down with me and was like, dude, you can do this. You're making excuses. Um, and so long story short, I finally closed on my first property in October of 2020. Nice. Well, the analysis paralysis piece is real, but it in that time frame, I would imagine that between 2018 and 2020, when you had set your mind on that goal, even though you were pulling the trigger, your financial position in 2020 when you rolled into that first deal was probably way better than if you had jumped in in 2018. And I think people underestimate the importance of a solid like financial, uh, you know, foundation. Yes, absolutely. And I completely agree with that. Um, it did help me set up my finances for the better. But I also was so fearful of losing money that I was holding myself back because of mm. that. 
um, I had worked so hard to save up that initial down payment uh, that I was just crippled in fear. And I think Alex just sensed that because of the amount of excuses and the stories that I was telling, justifying why I wasn't able to. Um, but it was finally when I took the emotion out of it and I was like literally swiping on Zillow, like Tinder, like, yes, no, yes, no. And um, I just knew the numbers like the back of my hand so I could look at the purchase price and just know if it would cash flow or not. Um, and so then I was swiping as I had a patient coming in with a massive heart attack. I literally sent a voice note on my Apple watch to my agent was like offer on this. And next thing you know, I'm under contract. Mm. It's interesting that you make that joke about Zillow because I had at one point kicked around the idea of creating a MLS type um, like gamifying the MLS in a way mm -hmm. similar to Tinder, where it was like yeah. you could swipe on houses and it, the algorithm would do what the algorithm does. And eventually it would push you things that fit what you like. Um, and then I actually have a friend who was on the team that helped get Tinder off the ground. And oh, nice. uh, I learned how expensive something like that is to even think about starting and was like, hmm, oh. I don't know if I really care to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, Cause we're looking, you know, six figures, multi six figures to have like a minimal viable product to be like, will this work? I don't know. Okay, but this <laughs> is mind blowing to me because if it's that expensive, we need to do better, better work with it. Uh, these dating apps are, are rough. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's a function of the app so much as oh, a function wow. of the people. Um, yes, yes, that is a component, but I'm like that algorithm. <laughs> should be doing a better job, but neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. That is a topic for a different interview. Yes. And yes. Uh, one on my podcast that doesn't exist anywhere yet and probably never will. So um, <laughs> yes. all right, anyway, so yeah, yeah, uh, we don't we don't have that publicized. Uh, Dave's dating adventures. There are none. They suck. Yes. Um, all right. So anyway, uh... <laughs> they build character. That's for sure. Well, for anyone who's listening to this and hasn't picked up on this yet over the last like two months, because I think I've only mentioned it once on the show. Uh, yeah, I'm not married anymore. So uh, don't oh. judge me. Um, yeah. Oh, I was see, like, that's how we... much people know. Yeah. Um, I was like, are we yeah. saying congratulations <laughs> or what, what phase mm. of the divorce are we in? We're in the, it should be finalized in the next two weeks phase. And assuming that it finalizes the way that it's going right now, then uh, I survived without losing as much as I thought I would, but we shall, uh, we shall see. And that's probably all we're going to chat about it right now. Other than, uh, you know, life goes on. So yes. this is what it is. It takes two hands. My to fingers clap. are crossed for you. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So do you have a favorite strategy that you're working towards right now? Yeah, I'm going commercial, uh, commercial mm. multifamily. So I'm looking at a five to 30 unit in the Midwest, um, strong cash flow, so I can finish replacing my income um, so that I can advocate more for healthcare. So Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> I'm going to convince all my I friends mean, to move here. Yeah. Happen. I'm like, my culture sucks. There's, there's all my friends. Well, no, that doesn't help me. So all my friends here are business real estate friends. And I'm like, I need some non-business, non-real estate friends. And yes. then I keep trying to convince all my real estate business friends to move here. Cause they're all like, everybody describes the market they want. And I'm like, I live there. Yeah. You could, you could just, you know, come hang out. Why do you think Dean's yeah. here right now? I know. Right. He, yeah, wanted, I might he come was visit. like, yeah, there you I go. might come visit, but fat chance on the one. move. Step yeah. One. We have winter just like Denver. I know, but and we have sunshine when it snows, so it's different. We have less taxes, better landlord yes. laws. So, yes. you know, I will give you that. Gun rules. And we legalize the marijuana, so all the people who care about that, you know. Um, anyway, ramble, 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 ramble. All right, why commercial multifamily? And so I guess, okay, so you bought the one house. You, you have four duplexes now right and right. then yep. move into commercial multifamily what sparked that um just economy of scale basically i um have a very distinct goal to hit my fi number 
Um, and it just started to make more sense to do them in um, more units in a single transaction than mm -hmm. continuing to scale in the duplexes. I wanted to diversify out of Florida anyways. Um, as much as I love the market, I was a nurse in Tampa, specifically in trauma. Um, so I learned a ton about the market and it was very useful for me to meld those two um, pools of knowledge together. But going forward, it's just the natural disaster, the insurance crisis that's happening in Florida. There's just so many things that um, steered me out of the state. Yeah, the insurance uh, piece in Florida has gone crazy. And it doesn't help that they're like, I'm going to call them scammers. It's not really scammers, but yeah. people like rolling around who are basically like, hey, let me climb on your roof real quick and I'll get the whole thing written off as an insurance claim. Like, that's so great. That's exactly how it happened, actually. People yeah. think it was from the storms. It was because of that fraud that happened. Yeah. Exactly yeah. And that's a very that. legitimate thing. Like, I have on multiple occasions gone into a house and been like, hey, I'm all in at your purchase price, but I need you to file a claim on the roof because it's destroyed and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But those are like, hail damage from like you know and like 15 year old roofs and like whatever like beat to crap right the thing that's going on in florida is like oh there was a storm hey you've got like one piece of shingle missing let's replace the whole roof so you get an extra 30 years worth of whatever um and yeah it yeah. obliterated insurance i mean insurance costs have like tripled or quadrupled in florida 8X. over the last my policy 8x Oh, I wow. canceled it and had to go to, with a different insur insurance company. But yeah, it, it's insane. It's it insane. almost, I, I had an entire breakdown moment because of this, because I was $800 from being FI. Um, and literally, it was like within a few weeks that I got the notice that my, my claim went up like an insane amount. I forget what the total was, but it was like, 1000 up to 8000 like it was no joke mm. 8x and um i just cried <laughs> because what else can you do when you're that close to being free and then insurance takes away all of your cash flow well you definitely don't hire a bum to burn your house down and collect the money these, for these replacement value yes. replacement cost and then just yes. give the middle finger to the insurance company cuz that would be immoral and unethical Correct. Unlike jacking somebody's rate 8x because right. of other people doing, doing roof issues yes. when you're not. Yeah. I love this for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was that about Springfield, Missouri being better? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I except mean, for if maybe, I'm going to move except, anywhere except in the Midwest. Except for maybe real estate investors. Yeah. I would move back home if I was going to move anywhere in the Midwest. But you no call offense. Michigan the Midwest? Yes. I think mid implies like central ish oh my god like, don't get me started on this i'm just, I'm just kidding well, I, always, then what else, I always laugh because what, what else would michigan be north no arkansas we is not the midwest go, as, go ask somebody in arkansas Yankees. if they're in the midwest and they're gonna say no i'm in the south yeah that's arkansas though yeah, but that's not nearly as far south as Michigan is north. Anyways, this is totally off topic. Not that we have a topic. We're just kind of talking through who Stacy is. And I think Stacy thinking that Michigan's in the Midwest is worth okay, annotating. Let's, ha let's have your audience vote. Let's have them vote. Is Michigan in the north? We are not the northeast. <laughs> we are not that big Damn of yuppers. Yankees. Aren't they yuppers? Yankees? Damn, I Damn yanks. Can you say Yankees on your show? Is that, is is that, that part is of that, cancel, I don't, cancel culture? I don't think that's a cancel thing, is it? Okay. I don't know. I mean, know. I'm sure there's I, somebody who would be like, Yanks they're gonna is get racist for white yes. people. For yes. Somebody would be flash. offended. I'm Caucasian, so I can offend white people. Perfect. Hopefully it'll help the show ratings. Oh, this is... <laughs> I'm, if we still have listeners after this, they're going to be like, what is this show even talking about? Dave is rambling oh about Michigan. Um, anyway, in case you guys couldn't tell, Stacy and I have known each other for a while, so we just talk shit. Um, yes. Although she didn't come to Bigger Pockets conference this year. so I know. I was so shame, sad to miss it. Shame. I had yeah. FOMO. I mean, I missed most of it. I just like did the keynotes and then sat in the hot tub and drank all. Afternoon. Oh, I saw with your little floaty. I was like, Dave's out there living his best life. <laughs> yeah, Diego posted so that. And I was like, oh my so god, I'm in, I'm in Silky's ordering a drink at the bar in like a clear inner tube on the lazy yes. river. <laughs> yes, ready, just ready. I love oh. it. And then and then Hugh snapped a picture. I got a whole. We got like 15 people in the hot tub, but it just so happened that from the angle he was at, you could see only me and then like eight 
girls. The women, yes. And and Hugh like got the other guys to like move out of the way and took a picture and sent it to me later. And I'm like, oh, that is 100% my marketing going forward. Oh my god, I love I'm gonna it. Be like buy my course. Look, yes. women in bikinis <laughs> surrounding me. Oh my god. Definitely because of my course. Absolutely not. Just be, they, they definitely don't worry about the fact that one of them's married and her husband's in the hot tub too. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just hiding in the corner. Oh yeah, it was too funny. Um. Anyway, yeah, bigger pockets is good. It's always it's yes. always fun. I mean, it's it's obviously it's more beginner oriented. They're doing better about advanced stuff, but uh, you, you know as well as I do, we just go for the networking, hang out. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. community is so good. So, what are you doing? What have you changed? So, I know you and another war member have partnered up for doing commercial real estate. Um, what are you doing differently, or what have you changed in your strategy as you kind of pivot more towards? commercial real estate? So, I mean, that's more of the market cycle for me currently um, mm. with the interest rates, the way that they are. Um, sellers just haven't humbled themselves. Um, <laughs> so what I uh, am currently doing is just getting in the practice of offering at a number that makes sense for me if the cash flows and it works. Um, I am still having conversations. I was lucky to talk my way into a uh, meeting with a seller who is also a VP of a commercial bank. Nice. Um, and it went nowhere because he wanted his full asking and it didn't make mm. sense at that. I tried to talk him into seller financing and he didn't want to consider it. And that's totally fine. I just enjoy the practice of having those conversations. Um, so even if you're not getting anywhere, I think there's a ton of value in still taking action and just being in the practice of it. Because in 14 months, all these commercial loans that did not underwrite for increased interest rates, when they come due, and I only said 14 months because there's like a massive amount. I forget if it's um, how many billion are coming due, but it's a massive amount. Um, I'll be ready to execute. So if, if I don't get a deal that makes sense between now and then, then that's fine. I'm not going to buy yeah. something if the numbers don't work. Yeah, I think the commercial industry is... Uh... There's more people than we probably want to know that are on interest only or floating rates, mm -hmm. or even if they're fixed, that will be up in the next year or two. Yeah, it's all on could, credit could IQ. Be really, really, really bad. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. I fully. And lenders it. are definitely not bullish on the market right mm -hmm. now because nope. they uh, we're we're under contract to buy a 130 key hotel in the Smokies right outside. Yeah, uh, congratulations. Southside. Well except all of our lenders keep popping out. Um, mm -hmm. We're, we're at, we're looking at like 60% loan to value and terrible terms. Wow. Um, now granted it's still pencils. Great. Like we're still mm -hmm. looking at a two and a half, three and a half X multiple over a decade. It's still a really solid deal. Like the returns on this, even with worst case debt are better than most uh, small apartment or, or large apartment complexes right now. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's still good, but like it should be way better. Um, and you know, it's not a, a year ago, 80%, 70% loan to value. And, you know, but I mean, we're looking at one of these lenders for a $7.9 million bridge loan wants mm -hmm. seven points and 14% interest, like 600 K in points. Come on. You know, yeah. and that's like they just they don't want to touch a hospitality asset right now because of whatever. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird time in the market because you're, you're going yeah. to see deals come up because yeah. I can't imagine if I had bought a house or bought a property two years ago and had a great debt on it and then it comes due mm -hmm. and all that's open to me is loans like that. Yeah. Like if that's the, the world that people go into, that breaks almost every deal. Um, so yeah, that's, that gets crazy. Yeah. That is insane. I would not like those terms either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We tried to assume the underlying debt and, uh, there's still still a chance. Um, and if we do that, then this deal is going to freaking crush nice. it because the underlying debt is 3.8. Um, oh, I think, yeah, that's I think epic. It might be 4.8, but I think it's 3.8. Either yeah. way, phenomenal. Uh, if you got under yes. 5% on a commercial asset that's worth $11 million, you're doing okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So you mentioned healthcare earlier, mm -hmm. that you're wanting to scale a little bit so you can get yourself financially free so that you can focus on healthcare. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I don't imagine when you say focus on healthcare that you mean like you want to get your insurance license and sell health insurance or that you really want to like go back to flying around the world on an airplane. 
Um, so what aspect of healthcare are we wanting to focus on? Sounds more like a passion project. Yeah, no, it is. Um, so unfortunately, healthcare, our entire healthcare system in America is extremely broken. And um, to summarize, I know, um, to summarize in the most simple way is that healthcare in America is one of the top five economic producers. Mm-hmm. It varies each year. Um, it was in the top three recently because of COVID. So you already understand oh, what I'm yeah. saying. Pfizer's I know. doing great. Exactly. Right and now. so that's exactly where this is going. Um, so it's getting to the point where healthcare will bankrupt people from one accident, one bad situation. It is ruining Americans' lives. So that's one component. The other component is that they're taking advantage of medical professionals in multiple different ways. Physicians are barely even able to practice because insurance is dictating what they order and how they do things. Nurses are having eight patients when we should have four. And so we're not providing good care, certainly not the care that people deserve. And it's all because of profit. And so the profit is going to these massive conglomerates like pharmaceutical companies, medical device companies, um, insurance companies, like all of that. But in order to make a difference, I cannot work for a hospital and speak out because they take these things very personally. They don't Mm. want their pockets gone after. And so I've actually already, since I started becoming more vocal about it this year, have experienced a lot of retaliation with my employer. Mm. Um, Most specifically recently, I think they found my Instagram account and I don't I don't attribute anything specifically to them. This isn't on a small level. This is a national level. Um, But yeah, that's why I'm using real estate to replace my income so that I can do more to speak out and advocate for the changes that need. Um, Something that just happened recently, though, that really, really bothers me and hits home uh, because it affects me in multiple different ways is TRICARE actually came out and released um, some really big changes. Okay. Um, so first of all, you yeah, know, they're, the int- yeah, this is, this is a juicy secret. I love me some um, TRICARE. Yes. I actually love me some TRICARE too. People take it for granted. It's actually phenomenal insurance. I will say, yeah, but, I've, never, I've never had an issue with it. Yes. So the scoop on TRICARE though, and this is my perception. It's my understanding of what is happening. Um, there's going to be way more information to come out about this, but um, I feel that TRICARE intentionally released right before the fiscal year. So it was like literally at the end of September, right before the 1st of October, uh, that they changed the way that they're going to charge for reimbursements to outside practitioners. So like if you're seeing a specialist um, here in Colorado, this specifically applies to um Colorado Springs Peterson Air Force Base is a exceptional family member. Um, so if you have like a child with special mm. needs or you have a child with cancer, like very yeah, important things. FMP or whatever. Correct. You get stationed there to be able to receive this higher level of care. TRICARE just changed the way that that care is reimbursed. So they're taking multiple millions away from these specialists and I don't know what the verdict is going to be, but it's either going to be increased out-of-pocket costs for the patients or you're not going to be able to see the specialist. Mm. And either way, those components are extremely concerning because now you're talking about people with special needs that can't even get the access to care that's there. This care has been, we've been taking care of the entire state of Colorado, military members, everybody. And now they're not going to have access to this higher level of specialized care. So I just think it's really important that even though you're in the military, it, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that doesn't affect me. We have TRICARE. It sucks. Da, 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 da. It's <laughs> changing. So just make sure you're paying attention and vote accordingly because this could have really detrimental effects on people that are sick and really need this help. Man. Yeah. So essentially they're paying less to the mm-hmm. provider, which in turn, the ramification that you the assumption is that the provider is either going to not jack accept. prices or not accept because yeah. it wouldn't be like, why would they focus on the lower paying clientele than somebody who's going to be reimbursed full? Yeah. Yeah. 
and I, and I could be articulating the exact thing wrong. It's a Medicare system. Um, it's a process that they changed, but it's purely payment related. And so they mm -hmm. changed the way the reimbursement occurs. Um, I assume that affects the physician because they can't work for free. So if TRICARE isn't going to reimburse them, it doesn't make sense. It's like truly impossible. We can't function off of providing free care but the profit is going to the insurance company. And so that's where it's frustrating because TRICARE is now gonna get a bigger profit share and military members and their dependents are gonna get less care or not as good of care. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some, I mean, it's one of those like, you kind of gotta wait and see exactly how the cards shake out, but neither exactly. scenario seems like a win. Yeah. Um, and just to like be clear of how big of a deal this is, th there's a massive organization in the state of Colorado, a healthcare organization that actually filed suit against TRICARE. So it's the oh. first time um, a federal organization has been sued by a state hospital, state owned organization. Um, so this is massive. And just to give you yeah. an idea of like how much TRICARE I feel was trying to like pull a quick one and not expecting people to notice. Um, but yeah, the litigation has been filed. I am curious to see what's going to come of it, but um, it just, like I said, it really bothers me. And especially like taxpayer dollars, like all those people that PCS to Peterson to get this higher level of care that they deserved or need. And now they're not even going to be able to get it because TRICARE isn't going to pay for it. And this is the same situation, but in very different ways. It's just happening all across healthcare, where it's just like the greed of profit is blinding them. And it's already insanely profitable. Like I said, it's one of the top five economic producers. So I just really feel like there has to be a limit somewhere, but I need to, to get to Cap Hill. So if any of you listeners have any insider connections to get me, I would love to speak at the State of the Union tell the I, president some of my thoughts yeah i think all you have to do is just like put a goofy mask on and rush past the guards oh i like my life i also <laughs> think i'm a little too pretty for jail personally but <laughs> well, it seems to be like the new thing the new trend although nobody even talked about when it happened i know, know like yeah. a week ago or two weeks ago they're like yes. oh look this happened no big deal because it didn't yep. involve that one guy who i'm not going to say because i don't need my podcast to turn into a cancel yes. fest over yes. people who get offended about stuff that people exist yes things they don't even understand ah oh. um okay so that's a lot of interesting food for thought and yeah the, the healthcare system in the u.s is we'll say quirky and then yeah. i'm not gonna go any further because that's not my realm of expertise but yeah. um you mentioned the war room at one point while we were chatting just out of curiosity What's your experience been with the war room? This is my sh shameless plug. This we're going to use this as my sponsor's plug. Yeah. Um, so the first biggest thing is that um, I separated from not the Air Force, but from flying. So in mm -hmm. 2018, when I quit flying and I moved abruptly to Colorado, it was the first time I had moved somewhere and didn't have my military community because my base wasn't here. Um, I now work for a base in South Dakota. And so it wasn't local. And yeah. I didn't realize that trifecta of not having my local military community and then taking off my flight suit and not flying anymore, how much that affected my pride in work and my purpose. And mm -hmm. there's just something so precious about the veteran community that we understand each other on a deeper level. So when Alex mentioned the war room to me at the end of 2019, I was the first woman um, to join when you guys first started. I think I joined within the first three months of you guys starting yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, and I should probably like, reward that, but you know what I meant? I've been around yes. the war room for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. You get around. I mean, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Going back to that military thing, I'm like, oh rest away. Oh. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, no comment. But um, yes, it was. It's. It was such a beautiful community, and um, there's not enough that I can say to emphasize how beautiful it was for a me to be welcomed into a group of all males that B were exponentially more successful than me and not a single person put me down, said I wasn't welcome, none of that. 
they roasted me in true military fashion. I was say, except for maybe but, Alex, but you have to see through what he's saying. Yes. And like, it would be boring if you guys didn't do that. So, I mean, it was never anything like personal, but I am just like endlessly grateful for that community and being able to just be in conversation. It's truly a bit the biggest blessing that a lot of people don't get to experience that aren't part of the veteran community because they get bigger pockets. Like you have to pay a ton of money to be in the same room as somebody that's that far ahead of you. And here yeah. I was blessed with the opportunity to be on these calls with people that had like 300 plus doors and I had zero and to be able to learn from them is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I'm glad that's the way that went. Cause it wouldn't have, not have made for a good self, you know, sponsor plug. Had you been like, well, room sucks. <laughs> um, no. So it's, that's uh, the, the more that it's around and the more that we work on the war room, the more I just fall in love with the people in the community side, like the, yes education piece and the speakers and all that are yeah. great. But for me, yes. it's like, that's a place Sprinkles. where I can go and I can yes. hang out with yes. everyone and yep. they're all good people. Yeah. Um, except for that Alex guy who yeah. I just can't not talk shit about, even though he's like my favorite person ever. Yes. Love me some Alex. We can't help it. Yeah. We oh, Alex is the best. All right. So we're going to roll into what we call the debrief, which Ooh. is kind of a new segment of the show. I need to come up with like some fancy music that I like have like a button that I push and it's like, pew, 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 or I don't know. Um, yeah. A sound better. effect is fine. Just I, there's a lot of people that try to sing their way into these things. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, oh we can sing. We can, we can, we can bust. I'll it. leave that one to you, sir. <laughs> um, all right. So I try, I try to lead off with a question from the Facebook group and we're going to do this one. We'll probably deviate a little bit because we didn't touch on this at all. Um, but the question from the Facebook group is what sites could you use to find travel nurse tenants? Um, and then really, I think we should probably uh, touch on just the travel nurse side briefly and midterm rentals because yeah. i know like you've been that you've played that game yeah um, so yeah so yeah um a couple of things with that so to answer your question up front i still recommend facebook groups as the best place to find travel nurses to fill your vacancies um the tricky part can be that in your city, a travel nurse might not know the nickname of your city. So for instance, there's a lot of groups here. One is the Mile High uh, Travel Nurse Group. Another one is Rocky Mountain Travel Nurse Group. And a new nurse that's traveling to your area might not know those nicknames, but definitely do your city and travel nurse housing. It's another big specification. It has to be specific for housing, otherwise you will get uh, kicked out of the group. Um, but I still recommend that all of my friends that are still traveling find all of their listings that way. And mm. it's just preferred because then they can look at your pictures and see that you're not some scary person either. Um, then other travel well, nurses can attest. <laughs> you can't say that as a blanket statement. Some of those people are scary people. Yes, they are. And that's why <laughs> they want to stalk you to find out that you're Perfect. not going to steal them. So um, make your entire Facebook private and then yes, go. <laughs> yes. Or just have a decent picture. That's all a whole I'm bunch saying. of pictures but... of you holding a sign with like, welcome travel nurse stalkers. Yes. We love you travel nurses. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, all of my friends still find their listings through Facebook. Um, Furnish finders is a great way to find your prices. So you should look in your area and similar to your, um, accommodations, like everything that you offer. But a lot of people hate Furnish Finders. It's a very clunky, very antiquated um, website. It's quite horrible. Yeah. Both landlords and the nurses searching on it all hate it. Um, so because of that, it's great for finding how to price your midterm rental, but it's not so good for posting. You can, but it's $90. I think you can do without it. Up to you. Another one that's really up and coming right now is actually Airbnb 30 day plus. Um, it's on a, at least a separate platform. Like if you Google it, it takes you to a different page than the regular Airbnb. Uh, but a lot of travel nurses are starting to find listings through that. Um, and then outside of travel nursing, I would love to tell our military community, there's some really cool ones that are called like Patriot Homes mm. and they're helping their midterm rentals for people PCSing in and out of duty stations because our TLF is like way too short, especially if you have a family, kids, if you have to sell, 
whatever the reason, midterm rental is perfect. So I highly recommend, I think it's a great way for us to take care of each other. Um, so look into some of those military midterm rental options too, like Patriot Homes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few others. I'm drawing a blank on names though. I know that I, I can see the face of the founder, but um, yeah, there's a couple specific to service members and vets, which is cool. Um, yeah. 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 The travel nurse game is one that definitely picked up during COVID and it's, it's, a- yes, pretty solid. Yeah. And I don't think it will never go away until I am successful with my healthcare reform and then nurses will be paid appropriately and we won't need to travel. But until that day, um, they will be around. And um, it's just always something that I want to remind people. I feel like it became a fad to have these travel nurses stay in your midterm rental. And especially now that the hospitality industry is starting to hurt, um, a lot of these short-term rentals are repositioning into midterm rentals. And there's just not enough demand for only travel nurses. So definitely broaden your horizons now, look at other places because Furnish Finders is specifically for traveling healthcare professionals. So that's why I do not recommend people to just pigeonhole them into one type of midterm rental. Um, customer, but just keep your options open. And then just also be aware that as the economy shifts, a travel nurse is going to be the first thing to be canceled from a hospital. And they do not have to wait. They do not have to give notice. It is written in our contracts. They can fire us that day and we're done. We don't return. Hmm. Um, So that can have a detrimental effect on your um, listing. So just be aware of those kind of things. That's good to know. I did not realize that. (laughs) All right. Question number two. What's the yes. dumbest thing you've ever purchased? Oh, dumbest. Yeah. Um, probably my Mustang. It was it was only dumb because I had no business buying it. I was, it, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this for your audience. I appreciate it. I was, yeah, a sacrificial <laughs> lamb right now. <laughs> I was that military person. I, I will admit it. I didn't have an insane interest rate, so I will give myself credit for that. But I was stationed in Korea. I went into the BX. There was that salesman. I loved my black Mustang, but I built it. Um, had no business doing that. Ordered all these special packages. All this, the stick shift. It was a stick. It was a GT. Um, I had that special like gunmetal racing. Like mm-hmm. we, do, we don't need to embarrass myself fully on this but yeah i mean at least you went with a real mustang you know it's like there are i'm not a huge mustang fan but like the the gt500 you know it's a it's a Mm -hmm. good freaking car although i will say i had a i had a navy captain so an 06 who um was the rtc director out here in this area when i was a recruiter who drove a gt500 well he actually drove a prius every day to work but he had a gt500 he also had uh the disparity there. He, well, he also, that was his daily because he lived like 60, 70 miles from where he was. Okay. So the gas. Um, he also owned like three trains and like four airplanes and he's a very unique guy. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty cool. Um, uh, but I had a turbocharged S2000 at the time because yes. I've been guilty of the car thing. Um, I have a, I'm a huge car nut. Uh, yeah. and I let him drive it once and he was just like, in love. Like he, he, put it up to 9,000 RPMs in first gear and mm. didn't shift it in a second. He just let off the gas was like, okay, that's enough. No way. So, um, I mean, he, it, he shifted, but it was not a, like, it was like, as soon as he did, it was like, all right, we're like, we're good. He's scared of the power. That was, um, so it's, it's interesting because that to me was enough for me to be like, oh, all my Mustang hate has been justified because the GT 500 is no joke. Um, yes. and, uh, I feel better about this and that thing, my car would eat, Mustang on corners all day yes, long. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I laugh not because that's the stereotype, although it is, but because is just crazy. yesterday I posted a video where I said uh, top five military invest or top five investment service members make, and it was tobacco products, uh, alcohol, <laughs> tattoos, marrying a stripper, and a Camaro at twenty five percent interest. Okay, so I, so I, I didn't like, marry a stripper and I don't have tattoos, so <laughs> I think yeah. I'm still ahead. 
Well, I used, ironically, I used clips of me doing sake bombs and getting a tattoo for uh, those Perfect. two. Because um, yeah. I got a, tra- I have a traditional, like my Polynesian one is done with like the hammer. Yes. And yes. so I have that video. So I was like, yeah, that's going in there. Yes. But, the stereotypes um, are real. I love them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't marry a stripper yet. Yeah. Um, see? I've, see? I've, I, guess, I guess I could do that still. Yeah. Um, the option is there for you now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there we go. New, new goals. Um, all right. So uh, what about properties there? Yeah, there you go. Uh, what about the smartest thing that you've ever purchased? All my investment properties. Yeah. Uh, good answer. I, I can dig that. All right. Name a book, podcast, or resource that made you into either a better leader or investor. Mm. I would say for the better investor, I'm obsessed with uh, 10X is easier than 2X currently. Best book I've read all year. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, and it uh, is making me a better investor, business person, all of the things. Yeah. I think Brilliant. I've hired three people since. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I hired an assistant. Well, no. Yeah. No, I hired an assistant. I made my video editor go full time and hired, hired him. And then now he's full time and I hired a copywriter and I'm looking to hire a fourth. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I spent a whole month gone and mm-hmm. wasn't as far behind as I used to be if I was gone for a week. Exactly. So pretty yep. cool. Um, all right. So someone listening to the show wants to either make more money or save more money instead of getting done, finishing this episode and then consuming another podcast episode or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they should do. What budget in budget. order to save more, you have to budget. Mm. You have to know where your money is going. Okay. I like that. That's a good answer. What about if they wanted to no, actually, you know what? That's a good answer. We're going to leave it there. I don't yeah. need to clarify a whole bunch of stuff because I think that is a hugely underestimated step that I'm terrible at personally yes. um, that I know would make things way better for me. Yeah, it's and, not uh, sexy. Nobody wants to do it. But I'm telling you, that's how I realized how much I was living outside of my means. And that's what brings it in for me every single time when I'm overspending on things that don't matter. I'm like, OK, there goes freedom. Right. Yeah. I drank or ate freedom by going out to dinner too many times and I don't care about food. So why am I doing that? So it's just like a gut check every month um, mm. to keep you on track and put your money where it matters to you. I'm about to go drink some freedom this evening. Great. <laughs> what are we yeah. celebrating? Your freedom? Dean is in town. So oh, that's right. Yes. We do. We that's do. Uh, we, we either Wednesday night or Tuesday. It's been Tuesday lately. Uh, we we all we have like a guy's night over at Hugh's house. And uh, so since Dean is in town, we moved it to Wednesday and we're going to go sit in the hot tub and drink beer and smoke a cigar. And you know, life's going to be good. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a lot worse. That's for sure. Uh, All right. So the most difficult question of all, where can people get a hold of you? Oh, on my Instagram, please invest Mm. for freedom underscore RN. Boom. And that stands for real nurse. <laughs> yes. Nice work. <laughs> not registered. That's not what it stands for. It's definitely nope. not just stealing an acronym from the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, Some people have it, thought it meant right now. I'm like, it can mean anything you want. Just come follow me. <laughs> right now. Invest for freedom right now. Right now. Uh, uh, okay. So people. is there anything we missed? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I mean, we covered Tinder. Marrying strippers, uh, healthcare, duplexes, flight, nursing, which I didn't know anything about. Um, War room. Oh, yeah, there's that thing. It's um, life changing. Join now. Yeah. Oh, and I He's should not even paying start... me to say that. But <laughs> I should, you could. <laughs> I, I, yeah, if I can figure out this stupid affiliate program, I will. Um, it is way more complicated to. Here's the problem. We'll just have this. This would just be public, whatever. Um, Teachable's reporting and uh, affiliate and everything else is just trash. Um, So I'm trying to move everything into go high level, which is fine. I love go high level, but Mm -hmm. neither go high level or the other two affiliate things that I've looked at for managing an affiliate program Mm -hmm. automate everything. So I'm looking at another one. It's a WordPress plugin that supposedly does. But as of right now, all the solutions I found basically are like, hey, if I wanted to pay you 50% of somebody's membership when they join, and then 10% recurring for 24 months. It's just kind yeah. of a framework for whatever. Like I want to make it worthwhile. So somebody could like bring 10 friends in and like make, you know, a little bit of money back every month. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I want to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Problem is I that didn't right realize now, it was that complicated. Yeah. yeah, right now, everything I've looked at wants it to be manual. So I can pull mm-hmm. the report and then I would have to manually pay. And I know myself well enough to know that that would never happen. And I don't want to be paying my assistant to do some manual bullshit Excel Stripe payment shit mm-hmm. when in theory, in my head, it should be really easy to be like, oh, hey, here's a you set, up, set it up like this. Someone clicks, they affiliate and it automatically goes out. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. And once I build nice. that out, because I could I could do like a flat like discount thing in Teachable um, and I think it would work, but it would be for every course that I have. It, I can't do just the war room. And so I'm yeah. like, I don't want to build and I don't think I can do like an initial amount plus a recurring. I think it has to be only recurring or only one time payment. Yeah. See, and that's so, so, yeah, yeah. Limiting. It's a pain. I'm like, yeah. I had no clue. Um, yeah. So all that being said, though, yes. uh, I should probably mention for anyone listening um, that the war room price is going to double at 300 members. So we're at 249 this morning. And so yes. um, I say that I'm proud yeah. of him, too, just so your audience understands, because the value has been there. Yeah. Yeah. I've had more members tell me to raise the price than I know what to do with. And I'm like, uh. so I said 300 members will raise the price and I'll give people a chance. So we'll see nice. who joins. Yeah. But, um, Wait, Stacey I have to thinks, tell you my favorite story oh, yeah, yeah. really quick. Okay, let's um, do you know about how I got the Maldonado's in the war room? I do not. Okay. So here I am having property manager troubles in Tampa and Mm -hmm. vetting new ones. And I asked the property manager if he would give me a referral to speak to one of his clients so that I could ask them questions. So I call this girl and I'm talking to her and literally I'm deployed on this tasking to South Carolina. It's a fighter base. So we're talking and I tell her, I'm like, hi, um, I'm sorry. There's a fighter jet that's about to fly over. It's going to be really loud. Can you please hold on one second? Ah!" And I like mute it and it zooms over. And I get back on the phone and she's like, bitch, are you in the Air Force? And I was like, (laughs) say less. I can already tell you are too. (laughs) And literally dragged them in. It was the most random thing ever from a property manager. Doesn't know that I'm military. I had never met this man. Randomly connects me and then boom. And I was like, you have to join the war room right now. And then that's awesome. Yeah, they are. They're good people. And she actually won a... Uh, I want to say she won a coaching program with Jason Drees for a few months over oh, awesome. in the war room. Yeah. yeah. So um, cause she's, she's deployed right now, I think. Right. She just um, got home. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it was her. Yes. Cause it, she was, she won and was given the option to go in person to his event in Austin with me. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I'm going to be at pre-deployment training or, or deployment train or deployed or already. And so she took the coaching package and then Antoine got a free got a ticket to Austin and we hung out there. So um, cool. Actually, it was Antoine and Adam Babin. Nice. Yeah. yeah she told so me cool. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was good. it was phenomenal. It was right after he had surgery. He could barely walk anywhere. I was making yeah. fun of him the whole time. It was great. Yeah, it is. It's I was like, nice. hey, Adam, they said stand up. He's <laughs> like, fuck you. He's in like his knee brace post ACL surgery. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Yeah. Which is only funny because. I've yes. had my PCL replaced, so I've yes. been there, done it that. Sucks. I know the game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, oh, you know, it's like it's like barrier to entry. If I've had my knee replaced and you have your knee replaced, I get to talk all the shit because I got all yes. the shit. Exactly. So, what a mess. Well, Stacy, yeah. this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm glad we got pleasure. to catch up. We need to. We need to. Well, you stood up our bigger pockets, so it's your fault that we didn't. Get That's to okay. Hang I'll out, see so. you again soon at another conference. Yes, absolutely. I don't know which Maybe one, in Colorado. Be, yeah, there you go. I'll be there. Perfect. Um, Have a great day. Thank you, you too. I appreciate you. I appreciate you.